Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches reviews and regrets coming to a cult for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and rate us on whatever podcast app you're using, most likely Apple Podcasts, but possibly Spotify. You can put a little heart, which is really the best thing you could about Spotify. Um, and with that, today's episode is Iron Fist, Season 1, Episode 10, Black Tiger Steals Heart. Original air date, March 17th, 2017. Yeah, so a lot happens in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so our quick rundown in under a minute is probably not going to be under a minute. I it hasn't been this. under a minute for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but I, I realized I, I wrote way too much. So let's see how this goes. Okay. Anyway. Joy and Harold Meacham talk about something, but I didn't pay attention because there was some weird piece of modern art on the coffee table. It was like a black box with black spikes coming out of it. I think the spikes were rubber and attached with hot glue. Anyway, uh, I think Joy wasn't happy about Harold and Ward keeping this secret from her, but now she knows the whole thing that Harold actually died. Anyway, uh, after passing out and being taken by Bakudo and his team, Danny wakes up naked in a bed with Colleen and decides to tickle her awake, which I can only assume is the beginning of their end. Apparently, they're in the safest place that she knows, and Colleen then explains that Bakudo runs this place, and even Danny gets a lesson from him. Bakudo shows Danny a video from 1948 of a previous Iron Fist fighting off Chinese soldiers. He's a better Iron Fist because he has two light-up fists. That's like, double better. Bakudo goes on to say that he wants to teach Danny to use his Iron Fist powers, and then join forces together. Danny explores the compound and finds where Madame Gao is being held. Uh, she tells Danny that this compound is being run by the hand, and eventually he realizes that she's and right. And that's one minute, moving on. No. <laughs> then he and Colleen get into a big fight <laughs> because of the lies, uh, like, you know, all dysfunctional couples. Danny sneaks around the compound and finds a room with equipment spying on phone calls. He gets mad and starts breaking monitors, which changes nothing, but Danny doesn't know that. Then he and Bakudo fight, which Danny wins. Then Davos shows up, and then the two of them uh, run away, but Davos says what I have been saying all along, that Danny is the worst Iron Fist ever. This culminates in the two of them fighting their way out of the compound with a little help from Colleen, and also Bakudo stabs Danny on their way out. Finally, Bakudo finds Harold Meacham and makes a new deal with him. Harold keeps doing what he's doing, but now he has a chance to be publicly alive again. Because of that, Harold can now show up at Rand and threaten that one guy on the board, Lawrence Wilkins, and tell him to kill himself. Uh, since that guy doesn't do it, Harold kills him. Wow, you made it. Just under two minutes. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was a lot. I think if you didn't get distracted by modern art anymore, you mm-hmm. might be able to cut, shave some time down. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I don't know. I felt like that was very important to the summary. That's true. All right. Moving on to our fast facts. On your left. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Jenny? What are you doing? Yoga? You move about as fast as a pig. Swimming and gravy. You didn't see that coming? What you got, Al? <laughs> um, I don't actually have anything. Um, because I really... You know what? No, I have one. Because okay. this should go in the fast facts, not in the 12% of the plan. Um, so the uh, that title, the the video that Bakudo shows uh, to Danny... Mm-hmm. Um, so I pulled out the little Google Translate app to uh, translate the text that the, um, of the title at the beginning. And it just says Iron Fist in 1948 in Kunlun. How do they know what he's called? 
I assume, yeah, that's that's the part that I was a little curious about. I just assumed that someone else did that, or maybe they just were like, oh, that's a cool name, Iron Fist. Let's put it there. And it just happened to be the same thing. Yeah. Like well, the word I, no in English and Spanish. Yeah. I think it was more, actually, think about it, more likely that the hand has got it and edited it and digitized it because <laughs> it looks like the Iron Fist pretty much attacked the cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're right. So someone else must have picked up the, the video. You're okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would make sense that Bakudo got a hold of it or eventually got a hold of it after someone else found it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, while we're talking about that clip, uh, one of my Easter eggs about this, um, obviously they're not following the comics uh, because the previous Iron Fist was Orson Randall, who is in the run that I'm reading now and is also, um, like, people tell me this is what um, this season is based off of. But Orson Randall being an immortal weapon is legitimately immortal. If he's not killed, he won't die. And after World War One, he abandoned his duty and has been living like drunkenly for nearly 100 years. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then it's like they broke the rules to let Danny be the Iron Fist since technically there aren't supposed to be two. Oh, okay. So that explains why that's there. Is this the the Iron Fist that has the guns? Yes, he is the Iron Fist with the guns. So I showed you that. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So obviously they're not going to bring him into this, uh, because this was after World War Two and there was an Iron Fist there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Going back to the title. Uh, Black Tiger Steel's Heart is the very first combat sequence in uh, Shaolin Kung Fu. Uh, it looks like, you know, describing uh, martial arts moves, not my forte, but it's uh, with your right hand, you push the defender's hand out of the way, and when you're with your left, you like hit them with your palm and their solar plexus. So, but, uh, Talking about the title as metaphor, I think Bakudo is the black tiger who steals Danny's heart away by telling, um, having Colleen tell him that she is part of the hand. Also, probably when they were flirting and he was trying to steal him away from Colleen. Oh, when Bakudo was flirting with Danny? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sure that happened, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they were obviously flirting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think Bakudo's the type of guy who just, he's a himbo. He just flirts with everybody. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. <laughs> um, And then lastly, uh, talk about Davos, who we saw previously, but we didn't, we didn't even hear him talk before this. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, he's played by uh, Sasha Dewan who uh you might know he was um in an adventure of space and time which was the tv movie about the first doctor um for the 50th anniversary of doctor who oh yeah and he is also currently the master in doctor who for the 13th doctor 
Oh, I thought that guy looked familiar. Yeah. I did not recognize. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, Davos, the character, uh, a.k.a. the Steel Serpent, uh, premiered in Iron Fist number one, like so many of these characters did, back in November 1975. I should read Iron Fist number one, because from his description, it's like 75 pages long, and it's just character <laughs> after character walking in. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah. That, that might be it, yeah. Yeah, and the uh, Steel Serpent, I don't know if we want to go into this, but he's a villain, so he's pretty much the Nega Iron Fist. So he should be Iron Fist's first villain, really, because you fight your opposite. <laughs> but he's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. All right, and that's all I have for Fast Facts. Uh, moving on to the heroes. Yeah, sounds good to me. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I'm the immortal Iron Fist, weapon of Kunlun. And I'm fulfilling my destiny. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not, like, a groupie stalker type. But... Uh, where would you like to start? Alright, well, I've got, like, 73,000 for Danny, mm-hmm. and two for Colleen, because there's only two scenes where Colleen is not with Danny. <laughs> okay, um, let's do Danny, though, because my assumption is that those Colleen scenes, even though she's on her own, they still kind of are affected by Danny's story. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about Danny. Um, wh- where do you want to start? I'm looking at my notes and realizing I have probably a lot less than you. <laughs> um, well, my first thing was <clears throat> him looking around, Colleen showing him the old school slash monastery thing, and my reaction was, "Ooh, looks kind of culty." And then Danny said, ten seconds later, "Hmm, this is kind of culty." <laughs> Not in those exact words. <laughs> well. Yeah, so I was going to bring this up about Bakudo also because he just talks like a cult leader, like what you would expect a cult leader to talk about. And like it is, you know, especially when Danny was asking him questions like, oh, are are people allowed to leave uh, and stuff like that, right? Um, yeah, no one wants to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd want to leave. Go get, Go get like a burger or something. I don't know. Yeah, they seem like I mean, they're vegetarians. Uh, maybe that's just my prejudice. <laughs> I mean that that probably is, yeah. Uh, but you know, if, if you do, you just you know you look kind of cooped up. You just want to get out, uh, see the sights and sounds every so often, you know that kind of stuff. But no, you got to stay because you got to do everything the leader says. The leader is good. The leader is great. Well, mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, but you, but could it deflect this by saying? Um, they're cult like the Girl Scouts, which suddenly makes me, since he is a cult leader, that makes me real suspicious of the Girl Scouts now. <laughs> and I then I think about the bumper sticker, come to the dark side, we have cookies. And Girl Scouts have cookies, so they must be evil. It makes sense. I mean, at a minimum, they're the cooler of the two sides. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Bakudo teaches him how to recharge his chi, 
by pretty much telling him to let the flow the force flow through him. <laughs> like he might be on the dark side. Yeah, I well it, it it's a little bit lazier than that too because even though he showed him, he showed Danny how to do that, um he also said, "Okay, and you're going to recognize everything we're about to do. It's just going to be slightly different." Uh and then Danny does it. And then Bakudo like stops halfway through and Danny just keeps on going. Yeah, I think the intention of that though was wow, he's impressed by how skilled Danny is. Um though we know he's not cuz he's Danny Rand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um yeah, we kind of covered the the footage that he shows Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh my notes for that is like he's twice the iron fist cuz he has twice the iron <laughs> fists. <laughs> We, we, we think too alike. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, when's our when is our next guest joining us? What's the next I know, movie? right? <laughs> uh, real soon, I think. I mean, in the grand scope of this project. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. When you put it that way, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. Um, you know, so one of the other things, um, you know, the conversation between Danny and Bakudo is, uh, you know, Danny asks Bakudo if Colleen uh, told you everything about me. And and I'm just wondering, like, cause he, the way that Danny asked that, he was like, what, is it something he's a little embarrassed of? Is it something he's trying to hide? Um, what, Tony, what do you think it could be? Because I'm thinking that maybe he just doesn't want people to know about his tale. Oh, I thought it was like uh, Colleen knows where she where he's ticklish and does not want that shared, uh, especially with potential enemies. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or how he got his tattoo. <laughs> I I feel like if you know the story or you know this much about the Iron Fist, you would know. But maybe oh, not. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's not something Bakudo already knows. It's true. Although, well, no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, next I have is um, he goes to Gauss' uh, cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is... Why are they making the video two-way video? <laughs> Why do the prisoners have to see out? <laughs> uh... That's a good question. Um, maybe, maybe it's on by default for those times, and then sometimes they just leave it off for whatever reason. And Danny just used the default settings. I I don't know. I I have no good reason for why that would be the default. Yeah, I. They don't even need a screen in there. <laughs> they don't need to show her what's out there. That's or right. or. Hmm? I could be wrong, but Kudo could spend any time we don't see him, like, ha 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 ha, just laughing at her through the screen. <laughs> well, if it was one of a handful of other characters, they can get out because of the screen. Daisy Johnson, like, at a minimum. Oh, yeah, she's getting yeah. out. Uh, Fitz also is probably going to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Tony Stark definitely could get out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Uh, Thor, could, I'm pretty sure, could get out, but I don't think the screen has anything to do well, with yeah. it. Well, yeah, okay, if we're going through that in there, the whole, like, uh, yeah. Vision, uh, Vision would definitely get out. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make a bad joke. Um, We were talking, uh, I can't remember, last week or a couple weeks ago, that mm-hmm. the villains never lie. And neither, Gao doesn't lie here. She says, this is the hand. I mean, she didn't say that. She's also the hand and they're the hand and we're all the hand and we're all being handy to each other. But mm-hmm. I I like, I love that she, as far as we know, never lies to him. He might cheat, but never lies. <laughs> yeah, and in that same way, Bakudo did the same thing, right? Like they, they both kind of did th- this the same type of thing, but their own way. Um, and I, I guess at the same time, we, we should probably define lying because there is a, uh, you know, you, you can't lie by omission. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what she did, right? Like she was at, at least being deceitful. Um, she was, while saying the truth, she was using that to make Danny angry at them and do whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So chaos just in general. Yeah. Well, it's, she's trying to remove his support system of Colleen. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Which, it works. Because we see later, his his hand don't work no more. <laughs> well, I think that was because he was stabbed. I have an argument against that, but that gets into um, next week's episode. Okay, that's fair. I think I might know what it is, but alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... He, she also says uh, that he's brainwashed. He only knows one story of the hand and one possibility, which, you know, isn't wrong. I'm not saying the hand's good, but it's yeah. not like he finds out, are they really that bad? Yeah, exactly. We've seen the hand, like, just in this show alone, we've never seen the hand do anything that can remotely be thought of as good. Well, until this episode. Where they're giving these people a safe place to live and mm-hmm. um, caring, giving a community to these kids, which is a good thing. I mean, they don't use these kids particularly well, but mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. all good things. Yeah, um, and, and that's pretty much all Bakudo has going for him, too, right? Um, but yeah, and, and it yeah. also makes sense. Like, y- you need some way to refill your ranks of your um, evil goons. It's true. And, like, forcing them into slavery. It probably worked 100 years ago, not so much now. Yeah, everyone is a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Danny goes into the Forbidden Zone. <gasps> <laughs> and I wrote the, the same thing you did. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> All the monitors. Oh, they won't be able to see what they're doing until they get new ones <laughs> from the he storage did. facility. He, he, he destroyed he... one tower. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I considered writing that, but like, nah, it's it's just too much, too too wordy in the yeah. for that intro. So yeah, I left it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I get. Oh no, I don't get. I don't. I don't understand. Yes, they're spying on. Uh, Harold's penthouse and Killing's dojo, which means they were spying on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, why is he so mad? <laughs> I don't know. I I think he's mad finding out that this really is the hand. 
right? Okay. Like, like oh no, Gao was right, and now he just doesn't know what to believe. Um, I think all I think it's it's everything with with trust. Now now he has some trust issues, and it's going to take some time to go get over that. Yeah. Um, also, he's just has anger problems. Like, really it does. feels like it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. I mean, <laughs> if only that. I just realized he is the the reverse Hulk. He only has powers when he's calm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, however, him and the Hulk get their powers the same way. Um, well, in a similar way, right? Huh? Is it radioactivity? <laughs> Maybe. We don't know for sure or not. Uh, no, because um, Danny said that, you know, when he's in a fight and getting his ass kicked, that's mm-hmm. when he becomes really good at fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, similar with the Hulk, where if he just gets angry, then he he also becomes really good at fighting, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah. I was also thinking, like, and for all I know, the Hulk has hugged a dragon before. There's a lot of comics and a lot of dragons. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he had a kid, Scar, son of Hulk. Uh, I don't know what the mother was like at all, but hey, maybe that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure she was not a dragon. Yeah, I'm thinking like Thor Ragnarok, there was a dragon and there was a Hulk. They just weren't in scenes together. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Hulk was on that planet for a long time on a... Yeah. Scar? No, wait. Sakar. Uh... Sakar. I was close. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um. So Bakudo comes in, and Danny seems to actually defeat him relatively easily. Yeah, I mean it's a good reminder of the fact that Danny really is, you know, the best hand-to-hand fighter that Kunlun has to offer. So at least there's that. Is he though? Is he? Because Davos enters. Well, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much, but Davos was also in the running to be the Iron Fist. Yeah, and you know what? Well, we'll talk about Davos a lot more next episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, um, because Davos is there, and then so are like 10 or 12 hands, people hands hands <laughs> ten, 10 hands or as i call them, five pairs um we get a second hallway fight scene that no one talks about because it's not that great <laughs> no i mean it started off pretty cool looking um mm-hmm. but then then just it ends in like the dumbest way uh all of the hand people pile on and then somehow Danny and Davos are strong enough to just push everyone away. They're... Well, because they saw the scene in The Matrix Reloaded and thought, hey, that would be cool, but it wasn't in that and it wasn't here. That's the only movie they have access to in Kunlun. Um, Let's see. <clears throat> this is 2017. No, it wouldn't work out because it only what, it opens every 15 years. <laughs> you're right yeah so that'd be 2002 nope they wouldn't it wouldn't line up they were a year early maybe uh, they got a, maybe someone bootlegged they got a year early because they knew it closed and thought oh this is a, the pinnacle of cinema this is what everyone's gonna um enjoy watching now <laughs> um okay uh maybe 
they they got a bootleg copy of it um mm-hmm. the uh, uh the rands and they watched it on the plane flight and so danny had just seen mm. it and then he tells everyone about it so this cool move you're fighting like 10 guys right let them all pile on you and then stand up really fast <laughs> i mean given the fact that both of them did it so well uh-huh probably shows that they have done that in the past yeah. in their you know training and whatever tournaments that happen in kunlun so yeah. yeah what year did crouching tiger hidden dragon come out uh early 2000s um that's probably what they watched i'm trying to think of what martial arts movie would have been the last thing danny saw before he became a monk that makes sense yeah yeah all right um yeah, so uh, they escape, and or they try to escape, but uh, Danny's too sad to summon the di- Iron Fist, or angry, or confused, or bleeding, or well, <laughs> no, because he tries to summon the Iron Fist, he can't do it, and then Davos stabs him because he catches up because they're at that wall. Uh, Bakudo, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, Bakudo, you're right. You twist. Like, I showed up just to help you for ten seconds, then stab. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a big twist. Yeah. Um. So they fight some hand students, including I think Davos breaks that kid's leg, the guy we knew from Colleen's Dojo. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but uh, yeah, that's where he's from. I'm mm-hmm. gonna name him Phil. So yeah, he breaks <laughs> Phil's leg, and then uh, Colleen uh helps him, opens the door, and then closes it behind them. And no one's the wiser. Well, actually, people are the wiser. I think mm-hmm. she either runs away. Yeah, I mean, she even, like, knocked out someone who saw her, too, yeah. just so she can get to the gate. So, like, when that person wakes up, they're gonna tattle. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I'm sure Danny will forgive Colleen for everything now that she helped him. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. She just threw away the only life she ever knew. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's all I have for Danny. Um, he really is the worst. <laughs> um, you know, one other thing I did want to bring up about him, at least, is in this episode, we are seeing that he's learning, in a sense, that not everyone can be trusted. And so he is careful around Bakudo. Um, mm-hmm. He even, like, tells sure. Bakudo that when, ever since he got back to New York, as soon as people find out he's an Iron Fist, or the Iron Fist, mm-hmm. they just want to use him. So... Yeah. Now, maybe that's because he was like thrown into the deep end of people who just want to use him for him. But, um, you know, at least he learned that lesson. Yeah. I mean, you really think about it. It's really a strange coincidence that his old life. Well, no, it's not. Never mind. I take it back. The only reason (laughs) he crashed was because the pilots were killed by Gao. I was going to say, it's a strange coincidence. He crashed. He happens to be brought into Kunlun. And then everyone he knows happens to be involved with the hand, whether they know it or not. Um, I mean, I think the coincidence is that he happened to crash near Kunlun. That part's the coincidence. And then yeah, he apparently true. was just good enough to become the Iron Fist. But yeah, everything else makes sense. Yeah. Well, we all know that the however they pick who is going to be the Iron Fist, is definitely flawed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
uh, they're just going off of prophecy, apparently, right? Yep. Oh yeah, whoever falls from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think like in the mountains above Kunlun, people who really want to be on um, the Iron Fist, like, um, like paraglide around there, <laughs> <laughs> hoping they'll fall and then. Yeah. some extra attention or yeah, maybe hey i think i see some monks down there and then just like release the paraglide like just let go and then collapse there plenty of people died because they landed behind them and then get seen or got covered in snow before the monks showed up it's terrible or they just landed and died like well, that, yeah. that part alone yeah <laughs> well if you can't do a three-point landing can you really be the iron fist I don't actually know, uh, yeah. but apparently Danny can do it, so I guess so. I guess that's well, he, at least I think a minimum. He probably three-point landed out of the plane <laughs> as a 10-year-old boy. That's that's how they knew. Yep, yeah. that's how they knew. <laughs> <laughs> Davos is there. He did one cool thing 15 years ago. It's not fair. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, Colleen. Yeah, that sounds good. We can talk about her. Yeah. Um She <laughs> loves Danny. I she's very confused by this cuz Danny didn't suddenly be like, "Cool, this place is cool. I think I want to live here forever." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's okay, considering that she's been with the hand this entire time, like she must have been dreading this moment for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. So like this is kind of like she's she she must be nervous and and worried about what happens and then obviously not even a day later Danny ends up um almost being killed so okay that things didn't yeah. go well for her yeah no um they they have this like yelling match at each other when he finds out she is the hand and stuff like that mm-hmm. And then later, next time we see Danny's meditating at the end of the bed, and Colleen's sleeping in the bed, they still have to share a room. <laughs> we don't see that, but it's probably pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was like, really? Colleen didn't like just leave the room? They have more. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they don't. Huh? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, we're filled up. Yeah, they got the last one. All right. Yeah. It's okay. I'm sure Davos and Danny killed some people, so now they've got some more room. Oh, okay. Well, that that's yeah. good. That's nice. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, <laughs> if Danny did, but Davos probably did. Oh yeah, yeah, he totally did. He's he's all in with with killing, especially the hand. Yeah, I mean, like he he literally said it. We'll kill as many on our way out as we can. Cool. Okay. Exactly. That's that's his character. Yep. Cool. And that's all I have for Colleen Wing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of her... I mean, she, she was pretty minimal in the, the episode. Um, but one thing I did kind of want to bring up is, mm-hmm. you know, this entire time she's been with the hand, or, you know, Bakudo's the hand. Um, that finger of the hand. Mm-hmm, yep, exactly. So, in the pilot episode, the first one, when she and Danny meet... Uh, you know, we never find out, but I kind of wonder if that wasn't the chance encounter we were led to believe, if that was on purpose. Well, yeah. I mean, Danny accuses her of planning that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she planned it. Maybe someone else planned it. Maybe Bakudo planned it. 
But uh, I mean, considering she's been talking to Bakudo for a while, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I'm. It's either Bakudo somehow had planned it, but I don't. I'm trying to think back of like how he could have done that. Did he hire that? Uh, what's it, Al? I think his name was Al, the guy who lived in the um, the homeless guy. Oh yeah, that guy. Um, yeah. I don't think so. Like my, my my assumption is that he just had spies watching the entrance to Kunlun that Danny was uh-huh. uh, protecting, and then they just happened to see Danny leave. So like, oh, well, let's follow this guy, and then they followed him, and yeah, and and then that's it. Like that, that's all I can think of. Um, but I mean, I guess you're right. Maybe. It really was a completely chance uh, encounter. Mm-hmm. Do you think in that uh, facility, um, the surveillance room, they're surveilling the homes of all their former students, or they're going after Danny's stuff in particular? Because we only see two screens out of many that he breaks. <laughs> that's a good point. I, I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of equipment, too. So if all of that equipment was being used to surveil people, uh, I mean, uh, it's probably other people too. Maybe yeah. other people they're spying on to get information on or dirt or something. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, because the alternative is um, uh, Colleen calls uh, Bakudo every time she has a new boyfriend and he asks what special powers he has. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And also, um, if any guy she's with has tattoos, she has to ask, how did you get the tattoo? Exactly. <laughs> Most guys give him a weird, just give her a weird look, like, with a needle? Yeah, like this I, guy I... hugged a freaking dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Add a break? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. Danny sent all but the brown M&Ms. <laughs> That's supposed to mean something? Tony, don't you ever join a martial arts cult. And do you know why you should never do that? I don't. I mean, I was literally had the pen in my hand ready to sign up right now. Exactly. They lock you into a contract and quickly raise the prices. Don't ever sign a contract with them. Which reminds me of this week's sponsor, a martial arts cult with an innovative new idea, no contracts. Sorry, I misspoke earlier when I said cult. They're a family. A warm, fuzzy hamster I'm tearing up my contract. Okay, good, good. Don't don't sign it. Now delete the email asking you to uh, use DocuSign. Well, no, I was tearing up my computer. I don't know how we're recording right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's just going to be me for the rest of the episode. Um, I guess I'll finish reading the ad. Anyway, they're not a cult. They're a warm, fuzzy hamster family. Everyone is welcome. That's why there's no contract. Because there's no fee. Uh, use promo code MCU Rewind to tell them we sent you. That's it. You don't get anything else from them with the promo code because, like I said, there's no fee. Just, just go sign up. Okay. <laughs> villains! <laughs> Yay, villains! <laughs> I ask you to what end? Dread it, run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. 
It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Stay right there, boy. Submit to me without further incident, and your friends will be granted a merciful death. Who should we start with? Um, you know what? Let's let's go with uh Bakudo, I think. Right. Uh, his amount of storyline at least that he gets in this episode. Yeah. Um So how does he know how to recharge chi? <laughs> Are my big question is is chi used for other things when you're not the iron fist? I would assume so. Um that that seems to be at least what they're hinting at. Um I don't know much about Chi, honestly, like what it is outside of the comic book world. Uh so I don't know like if they just say like, oh okay, well in the comic book world it's more. It's like also part of your energy levels or something like that. Maybe it's something that affects your mood. Um and so over time he's learned to um use that to better himself in a sense right like have more energy that kind of thing so maybe that that could very well be what he has been doing that entire time well you know what your description of what she might be is exactly what the first okay what oprah magazine tells me she is (laughs) (laughs) it's the first link on google oh okay the first paragraph is have you ever felt off balance but you couldn't nail down the exact reason why she may be to blame for your fatigue brain fog and or irritability Huh. Or you're dehydrated and you just need to drink more water. Water is chi. It might be. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to read this at all. So closing that tab. But we're going to say, yes, you're right. That's what chi is for. To be... Chi is a combination between water and a good night's sleep. Maybe a nap. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so I liked Bakudo's office with all those historical weapons on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in his office, he talks about, uh, manipulating corporations and how corporations rule the world and how that won't last for much longer. Between the weapons and his, uh, his speech, he sounds like Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And considering he's part of the hand, we know the hand have the ability to bring people back to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even more of a uh, similarity right there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, like, we already know that Daredevil's Batman in more mm-hmm. ways than one, because Ben Affleck's both of them. <laughs> uh-huh. So let's just cast out the rest of the Defenders cast as the DC Universe. Um, let's say, uh, so Jessica Jones is obviously Wonder Woman. Uh-huh, yeah. Luke Cage? I guess is the closest to Superman. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's not yeah, flying, think... but, you know, he yeah. he's he's got that have to do good, be yeah. right kind of mentality as a person. Mm-hmm. And um Danny is Robin? <laughs> yeah. Not I guess. only Robin, 
the Robin from the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to go with uh, the one that's died, but I can't remember his name. So uh, That's Tim Drake. Yeah, Tim Drake. There you go. Yeah. Didn't he come back to life or something and then he become is, the Joker? He, he's or... Night... Is he Nightwing? No, isn't that... Is that Dick Grayson? Dick Grayson. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's Dick Grayson. That's the, the um, Lego <laughs> movie one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, he's Red Hood. He's Red Hood. Ah, okay. All right. So that makes sense. All right. So the other two characters, or other three characters I can think of that were missing so far... Um, you know, you've got Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, who would she be? I guess. Um, hmm. Colleen. Who's the martial artist in uh, DC? I don't know. I don't know that that well. I don't know that corner of the DC universe <laughs> that well. Yeah, I mean, okay, so you know, the other two we've got Colleen, we've got Claire, and then. Uh, we also have Misty Knight from. Uh... Yeah. Um, well, um, I... Colleen is Black Canary. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so we got Misty, and we got um, we got Claire. Mm-hmm. Claire is uh, Overwatch, or not? Uh, over... It's not. It's Overwatch in um the show. It's um. What's her name? What's Barbara Gordon's name? <laughs> uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Batgirl Oracle? Oracle, yeah. She's okay, Oracle. Yeah. I mean, she's holding everything down home base. She's not really fighting. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. Misty is really cool. So she just goes back and forth between both of them. <laughs> Okay, all right. Um, let's see, who else have we got? I mean, and then just if we want to really round out the list, we've got two other characters from the Daredevil side. We've got Foggy and uh, Karen Page. Um, well, Karen Page is obviously intrepid reporter Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Also, Fo- yeah, she does things way before she thinks and is always putting herself in danger. Yeah, so... It's- all right, that that's that's a nice you know easy one to one. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and Foggy is, I don't know, Alfred. Yeah, I mean it's it's Batman over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So cool. We did. Yeah. It. Yep. I think we're done with the podcast. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only downhill here for the rest of the episode. So all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so we're still talking about Bakudo, aka Raz al Ghul. Uh huh, yep. Um, and he visits Harold and gives him a Harold her- an offer he couldn't refuse because Harold can't refuse any offers from the hand because he's trapped there by them. Yeah, exactly. He he just gives him an offer. That's it. That, that's how this works. <laughs> yeah, Harold goes, like, they kind of cut away, but Harold goes, uh, or Bakudo tells him he's going to work towards his freedom. And Harold's like, I'm listening. It's like, and your other options were death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bakudo's <laughs> just like, hey, I'm the new boss in town. 
let me give you some good news. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, between him and Gao, I'd much rather be a prisoner of his than a prisoner of Gao's. Oh, yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah. just from what we know of the characters, like, like I said, right, they, they're both very self-serving and mm-hmm. they will twist the truth to their own ends. But at least under Bakudo, you can get ahead. You're not yeah. just a, well, servant, actually. It's pretty much how Gao sees everyone. So, yeah. mm-hmm. It's true. Um, I think that's what I've got for Bakudo. Unless you got anything else. No, I mean, I'm just going to reiterate something that I said before because I have it written down. He just talks like a cult leader. <laughs> yes, he does. That's well, that's the thing. Is no one's nice unless you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are only there are two nice people, two types of nice people. There are evil people, and then there's like Captain America, Superman types. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And even that gets beaten out of them either by the world or by Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same difference, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we say this. Um, actually, I should uh, tell everyone, for some reason, we're talking a lot about DC in this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, th- in three days for us, the Zack Snyder cut comes out for Justice League. And so we were talking about that ahead of time. Um, we have no idea if that's any good or bad, but we have some ideas. Anyway. <laughs> we have no idea, but we have some ideas. Yeah. Well, we, we have no idea if it really will be good or not. Like, but yeah. we're, we, we have, have some assumptions. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. Assumptions, not <laughs> okay. ideas. We have some assumptions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're wondering what our assumptions are, just listen to any time we've talked about DC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't be very far off. Ugh. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to Harold. Yeah, that sounds good. Um. I like how right away he sees uh, Joy, he's talking to Joy, and he just starts manipulating her. Just like reminding her how sick he used to be and how lucky she really is that he's alive and she knows it now. Yeah, he, I mean, he had a a chance to be genuine, nice Mm -hmm. human being, but that's just not how he is. That's that's not what he does. I mean, we don't even know how human he is anymore. That's true. He's died twice and come back each of those yeah. two times. So, yeah, and yeah we and cool. yeah, exactly. We, we got that description from I forgot who it was a, an episode or two ago talking about you know what happens to the people who die and come back and they eventually just lose their mind. Mm-hmm. That was uh, the leader of the Hatchetman. Ah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I I also I really like the scene of Joy asks him what death is like, and he kind of explains it like he was walking through the snow and then getting stuck uh, behind a door with Ward and Joy on the other side, and it kept getting colder and colder. Mostly my thoughts is because you're being sucked into hell. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, then he cuts off. He says he's back. He never says he got his warmth back. I think that's the problem. Is whatever. Little goodness he has left. He just got sucked away when he was in the afterlife. Yeah, that that might be it. Um, Yeah, yeah, and you know, one of the things I was wondering is, um, did he describe an afterlife? Or did he describe what the hand did to bring him back to life? 
So we, I guess we never really know, mm-hmm. but that's, that is all he experienced. So, oof. yeah. <sighs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm talking about Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how he notices Kyle's body, the guy he murdered last episode in the terrarium. So he just hides it behind the liquor cart and it's no problem. Yeah, I mean, Joy doesn't like um, plant features, so she just doesn't even look in there. No. I mean, there's more important things, like her dead father, Scotch, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That view from his penthouse, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's benefits to owning that whole building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, He's so excited that Gal's eliminated. Uh and so disappointed that she doesn't want to drink. I feel sorry <laughs> for him until he's a psychopath. Uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then uh he goes to see after his meeting with Bakudo, he goes to see uh Lawrence Wilkins. Mm-hmm. And um I he threatens to uh, release the, the um, pictures and details of the embezzlement, in which I think the embezzlement is Ward's embezzlement, right? Oh, I just took that to mean that he also was embezzling. Well, I'm just like, if he embezzled a large amount and the Ward embezzled a large amount and no one noticed... <laughs> I think it would be more like it would make more sense that Ward embezzled and then he transferred it into Wilkins funds and then now it leads to him. Uh, which would make sense. Um, yeah. I didn't look at what the number was because I remember for Ward it was twenty five million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the number was here for Wilkins. Yeah, it was more than seven dollars. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I mean, at that and point, so it's, was Ward. Might as well. Okay. <laughs> might as um, well just be twenty five million at that point. Yeah, yeah, and then he goes a different tactic when he says um, it doesn't matter that uh, Lawrence's son, who's depressed and bipolar or something like that, uh, might kill himself after being bullied for this situation. And then he kills Wilkins, which probably, you know, not that he's thinking about it, but it has the same effect on the son. The son's probably not going to take it that well. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, why doesn't um, Harold think of the children? (laughs) Won't somebody please think of the children? (laughs) Somebody. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last we see. Um, Yeah, if you can't blackmail your enemies, you just shoot them in the head. Yeah, well, I mean, he did ask Wilkins to kill himself, but that didn't happen or work out at all yeah but i mean he's gonna essentially he's gonna look like he killed himself anyway yeah uh-huh. yeah after that guy fixes it up to mm-hmm. look that way yeah yep all right so guy in the chair yeah sounds good to me guy in the chair i think that's what i want to do is help people abilities no 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 not those three wombats no way all right 
Uh, I've got Davos and Joy. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's start with Davos, just because he's more linked to uh, all the other bigger storyline of the episode. Um, yeah, we don't get a lot of them. What were you going to yeah. say? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I, I do like that he shows up and he's already so much better of a... Uh, I'm trying not to be insulting, but more of a useful person in these situations than Danny. Mm-hmm. And... You know he's he's not childlike. He's uh, able to think through things. Um, you know that that kind of stuff. He wears shoes when he shows up in town. Yeah, they know about shoes, yeah. apparently. And I guess shaving and showers and all of this stuff. Danny they just were... like he just wanted to live that way. I think. <laughs> yeah, that was a choice that Danny made. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I mean, the real thing is Davos is there on a mission. Danny showed up not knowing what he was doing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Danny was just like, all right, I'm here. I'm going to live here now. And yep. Davos was like, all right, well, I have to sneak in. I have to live like the locals and look like them, wear their clothing. So I guess there's that. Kill the first taco truck I see. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Yeah. Do as a New Yorker does. <laughs> That's true. That's what you get for not being a falafel truck. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's all we really have for Davos. We get a lot more Davos next week. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Unless you have anything else, we've got Joy. Oh, yeah, let's talk about Joy. Um, I, Well, she takes retakes control. Not, I mean... I'm surprised the board isn't a little suspicious. <laughs> and also wondering where Ward and Danny are during this. Yeah, because we haven't seen Ward in a while. Yeah. Um, and it's been at least one whole episode. Well, after this episode, it's been two. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... Um, yeah, so he asks... <laughs> she asks uh, Harold, did you have... Wilkins killed. And he tells the truth. He didn't have him killed. He killed him himself. Yeah. Again, lying by omission. He uh, is, uh, is misleading her. And she believed him. Mm-hmm. Cause she didn't want to think through what happened. With him, you know, lying, basically. <laughs> and saying that he didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean... <laughs> Uh, my wife's been watching a lot of the show Bones recently. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's about a forensic scientist and mm-hmm. their the crazy hijinks. But I look at Harold Kill Wilkins, and then I think about a forensic scientist, like, doing the angle and everything with the bull. And it's like, they're going to know he didn't kill himself. You're way too far away at the wrong angle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking the same thing, too. Like, the, that's why I assumed that the that other guy was there doing something to at least make it look more like he killed himself. But well, it's I mean, the, right. the fingerprints and the um, gunpowder they're fixing. You can't fix the trajectory of the bullet hole. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you mess with the bullet hole in some way. So it like, it's bigger. Uh, and then you can't reliably guess what it looks like. Yeah, I've got nothing. Yeah, I don't think so. 
Um, the one thing I've learned from Bones is they always figure it out. Oh, but also, that's good. it's a written show, so there's probably times when the, if they always figured it out, there wouldn't be like cold case files, which is a different show my wife watches. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of a John Mulaney joke. Mm-hmm. Um, where he goes, um, back in the olden times, crime scene investigating was very different. Guy walks in, wow, there's blood and semen everywhere. And the detective <laughs> goes, ew, gross, clean that up and ask them what happened. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost out of our misery, so anything else in the t- um, for Joy? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, yeah, like I said, she had a pretty small part. Like, just the main a lot of the more main characters had storylines this episode. So I feel like mm-hmm. she had a uh, much, much less, yeah. uh, which is good in the sense that that means there's less uh, corporate, corporate espionage storyline going on. So that part's nice, but mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Um, and I've got nothing for 12%. Yeah, I had one, but I just pulled it up to a different section. So let's move on to uh, rating the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? All right, Al, how are we rating this episode? Well, Tony, how many um, iron fists more than Danny? Was this episode? So, just unclear. If I say four Iron Fists, I'm only giving this three stars because one of those is Danny's Iron Fist. No, no, it's it's his are not included. Oh, so okay. if you say four, it is it's still four. Oh, I'm not going to say four. Don't worry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I find the hand more interesting than most things in this show. That being said. It was still pretty boring. <laughs> um, I'll give this a th- three fists, you know, freakish iron fist with another fist coming out of his shoulder. Still okay. cooler than Danny. All right. Um, I'm going to go a little bit higher um, for pretty much similar reasons, right? Like um, the villain was interesting uh, and it's a little bit of setup. We're actually getting a lot of storyline of what's going on. Um, it was boring when we left the Danny storyline to go to the, the Meachums. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm giving it a three and a half. Three and okay. a half fists. Yep. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap up, we're, we're trying to do something new-ish. Well, definitely new. And propose a question to our audience. So you can think about it throughout the week. Talk to us on Twitter. Maybe we'll respond. We'll probably respond because I'll be so excited when someone tweets us or something. Anyway. Where is Gamora? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? You got hard, kid. Where you from? Queens. Brooklyn. Well, then tell me what's so important about today's date. <laughs> what was the question again? Um, so, Al. Uh-huh. Bakudo tries to recruit Danny into the hand, right? Yes. In movies, video games, TV, what do you think is the best, like, re- villain recruiting a hero pitch? 
Oh, that's a tough one. You know, you, you should really ask me these ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I probably should have. Do you, do you have one in your mind while I think about it? Well, you know, my go-to, like, not the best, but when I think of a, like, join the dark side, I literally think Darth, Darth Vader, join the dark side. Mm-hmm. But Kylo Ren's to Rey wasn't bad. Join me, we get rid of all these terrible things. Um, we don't need to worry about the Sith or the Jedi anymore, because at this point, Luke was against the Jedi, too. So I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing Rey go with Kylo Ren. Yeah, you're right. That would have been a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, you asked this question, and my first thought was exactly it just jumped to Star Wars because I can't think of a lot of <laughs> scenarios with that. Um, I mean, every one that I think of, it's always along the lines of joining them temporarily until the hero meets their goals, and then they have trouble leaving, but they're able to do it. Um, I, uh, so I am going to take your answer and okay. say ditto. So the Pokemon ditto. Mm-hmm. Win. Yes. How about when in Detective Pikachu, when the bad guy turned all the people into Pokemon? And that was just a better life for people. <laughs> I mean, you have powers, right? At P- that point, Pikachu just, just could have agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, you can take, you can take Kylo Ren. I'm going with, uh, the bad guy from Detective Pikachu. <laughs> okay. That sounds right. good. Well, listeners, uh, please come over to MCU underscore rewind on Twitter and answer your question. Maybe you'll have more ideas than the two that Al and I had. Um, <laughs> and join us next time when we cover the anti-penultimate episode of Iron Fist, Season 1, Episode 11, Lead Horse, Back to Stable. As always, this is a Marvelous Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous day.